Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. And there's looking at the beautiful Crater Lake, which is America's deepest lake. Um, and also, it cracks the top 10 in the world. Nine, number nine, as they say, looking fine. But you know what it also is top 10 in? Huh? Well, it's actually top five here. Ooh. Coming in at number five, Crater Lake. You can wander our way over, you know, because this is Wolfram Ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. Hippity doodah, hippity day. How's it going today, my guy? Hippity doodah, hippity doodah day. Golly, what is it? Zippity doodah, zippity day. My oh my, what a wonderful day. That's a that's an old timey classic there. Sure. I just I've heard it once or twice from someone else, someone nice, but yeah, I think it's some. I don't know. I don't think it's a Disney. It might be a Disney thing, but um, it's a old. It's some some guy like walking through, and he's like singing to all these animated birds and stuff. Um, but it's old timey song. We need to bring it back. I think actually, there's probably some weird connotation underneath that doesn't make it very PG or PC. Right. Well, yeah, everything old is that way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Where I mean, you're starting to see it in some parks and some national parks, so they're actually claiming back and renaming things the native name uh, in places where, yeah, you're right. Like, just go back to like what it was before. We don't need to name it after that guy who was mean. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> name it after the nice people. Yeah, we don't need to name it after the knuckleheads. No, but I do want to welcome the Wanderers back. If you're a Wanderer and you tune in weekly uh, or at once a month and you listen to all the episodes or you just like to listen to an episode here and there or you're only listening to the National Parks episodes, I want to say thank you for uh, stopping by because you probably read the title of this one and that's why you're stopping by. Um, but we do want to encourage you to go check out some of our other uh, episodes just because they're fun. Uh, we have a good time because this is the Wandering Ways crew and we like to wander. <laughs> yeah, we wander over here, we wander over there. But yeah, no, if you... Welcome back, everybody. I love it. Um, I guess, yeah, we didn't do a traditional kind of... We just hopped into some silliness. But anyways, uh, how you doing, man? What's up? I'm great. I am fantastic. You know, I just this morning, you know, had breakfast with good old Colton. You know, Colton, you know, that guy. I think <laughs> I've met him. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, check out that interview, guys, uh, if you listen to Colton. But we went hunting this weekend. And so this morning, you know, he stayed the night at my house last night because he, he headed back to the good old Paradise Valley. And, um, yeah, we just we had a good weekend together. We we hit the sticks in Montana, and we can we'll dive into that here in a little bit. But how was you? What what have you been up to? I know I saw you getting down into the big trees, even though you're you got the ones right behind you. Right, I there, was but... gonna say I went to these guys, <laughs> <laughs> the big old trees right behind me. I went to good old Humboldt County. Uh, saw me some big old trees, and man, they never disappoint. I tell you, well, I saw you. Uh... You were actually on the um, you know, bike ride in the trees. And I was like, damn, that actually would be a really cool bike ride to do, like in the Big Red was. Yeah. Uh, no, I did uh, Avenue of the Giants. So I've now officially crossed off two national parks that I've ridden my bike in. Um, so hopefully do more. But decided to do avenue of the giants and it did not disappoint i just i didn't do a crazy long one one it was freezing cold of a ride um so i don't know how much uh longer i could have done but went to the albino christmas the christmas tree albino redwood and oh. then uh turned right around 
and got myself a flat tire. So, oh, you know, I've seen you quite a bit, right? This isn't this isn't your first rodeo getting a flat tire. No, I mean, if you ride your bike enough, you're gonna get a bunch of flat tires. Uh, but this time, this time was different than all the other times that I've gotten a flat tire in that I had everything to repair a flat with me uh on my bike so i was able to actually repair the flat and then hop back on the old bike which is a good thing because i was in a spot with no service and i was probably a good six miles from my van so yeah it's not a fun walk when you're pushing a bike like that no it's not at all so no, that's I, part of the adventure it's part of the story and journey is is every the ups and the downs yeah no I, I mean it made it it made it like i mean i stopped my timer on my watch but you know i probably it probably took me a good 30 minutes to um change that tire so um you know for doing it on the side of the road it's not too too bad so uh right. and then no. uh but holy cats man it was cold i think i i think when i was started the ride it was like 34 35 degrees um and it didn't get much warmer because uh, mm -hmm. i don't know if you know this about the big trees but they block the sun um yeah. so in the humidity too that's not fun when it does get cold but I'm I'm over here like you you know who you're talking to, right? Yeah, that's a dry cold though. It's such a different cold. Uh, yeah, but you get that like we when we were camping just this last weekend, it was at nighttime, it was 10 degrees. Yeah. And and throw in the 20 mile an hour wind. Mm. Like, oh, I know the wind because I was going downhill on quite a few sections and I was, oh, I was cold. People don't realize what a wind chill is and what it does in reality. You know what I mean? Because like out here in Montana on the eastern front, we get those 20, 10, 20 mile hour winds all the time. And then like then you have those storms that come in that are it's like 50, 60, 70 mile an hour gusts. And it's just like, this is here in Billings. Like you get up by Browning and East Glacier, you get up to hundred mile, 120 mile an hour gusts of wind that just, it gets insane. And it drops like, it's like, oh yeah, it's 10 degrees. But then it's like, oh, you look at the wind chill and then there's a chart of like, oh, here's the wind speeds. And you're like, oh, it's, but really you walk outside and it's negative 20 and that burn, you get the wind burn, you get the oh, like, yeah. oh, it's, oh, it's the worst, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, luckily, I you know, I don't think I would bike if it was like that cold. Um, but you're not that extreme. I thought, I thought we at the Wandering Ways podcast was that extreme. Like, you look at you look at the kayaking and hailstorms. Mark's going to be biking in blizzards. Come on now, <laughs> no. no, no, that's that is that's cold as shit, man. I'm not, I'm not going to go and like expose myself to the elements and then like go fast and get even colder so you know the the thing about like being on a bike is you can move around like if you're walking around and all that like you're not cold but you get on the bike and you get the wind and it, then it becomes really cold so it's actually colder being on the bike than it is like if i were to go hiking if that wind stopper material man come on now Oh, actually, I have a winter bike kit that is like. Um, oh, so you can go in the snow? No, okay. no, no, no. It's it's not made to go like that cold, but it's got like a fleece lining on the inside. I have both the I have like biking bibs and then a biking like jacket. Um, I mean, I look real legit. I look like a real like road cycler out there you're like you, you see apart. me go by and you're like that guy has gone on one or two rides i get it though i i'm i i feel you i like to look the part as well because you know you gotta just be the role that you're in that day if you want the best success so if you want to be a there's a reason like there's a reason bikers have the gear because oh, or they you know they wouldn't take it 
you know, like I, I was talking with Colton this weekend. Like I, the funny thing that I really had to laugh about was, you know, we we're talking about Tom Brady and like his cheating. Right. And I was just like this motherfucker, like if it, like if it wasn't an issue, you would have never, we would have never brought it up. Like he would have never done it if it was an issue. So it's like, you're going to wear your gear. You're going to do the gear things the right way because it's there for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do got to say, I love having the van though. I was able to load both my bikes up and went down to the Redwoods and I was like, I can either go hit the mountain bike trails or I can get on the road and I don't have to worry. I can just park the van anywhere I wanted. Well, and that's nice too, because if you're wanting to like hit the road in the sense that like, oh, you do blow your flat on one of your bikes, it's like, well, the other one's good to go. I, I can do yeah. these trails instead too, if you don't have the stuff. Like that's nice. Yeah, yeah. If like some so, major not bike. A bed. But no, not it was a uh, in the... no, no, no bed in there yet. Um, um, you know, it's you know, still working out the true designs that we want for uh, the van. I think, if I'm being real, uh, in all honesty, I think I'm probably not going to put a bed of any kind unless I do it in the front cabin where mm, you get, like, that inflatable thing where you can just put it there. Um, It's okay. just, it's too small of a van, and to... If I, I just want to push the bikes over and then have some storage. Um, and then, uh, you know, I keep, I keep telling, keep talking to myself about how I want to start getting into surfing more. And so Something on the roof or in, just inside the van, Every, if everything <laughs> just pack everything, boom, boom, right in the van, like good to go. I, it, it's funny because you do get the van people not not i'm not saying van people like van lifers i'm saying van people in the sense of like everyone like moms soccer moms and shit and all that like they love their vans because the actual practicality of a van mm -hmm. very practical cars oh hell yeah hell um, yeah but so is the jeep my man like and we took that out eastern montana this weekend and uh, i guess the fun. boiling question because you said you went hunting i guess the real question becomes did you get anything uh, we didn't even pull i didn't even pull a trigger oh did you even see I, anything uh... oh yeah plenty um we were horn hunting uh... we were you know we were the ones we saw were kind of skinny in the antler area and the one, you know, you, it's like, yeah, like there's a, there's a few, and I, I used this reference earlier with Matt when I was on the phone with him, I said, here is like, there were probably five opportunities on Saturday where if Matt was there, I would have made him shoot the deer. Yeah. You know, cause it, it's like him, that's a good size mule deer, buck, whatever. Right. But I'm like, I don't need to shoot more of those. You know, I, I, if I'm hunting, I'm going to take an old, just hog out of there where was this talk of uh you know all the food and all that i think it was like literally last week i you know i agree but it yeah i i it happens man i didn't want to i didn't want to shoot something that just didn't, it just didn't feel right there was no the the, the right opportunity you know because we saw the big deer don't get me wrong we saw them but they're sitting on private land or they're you know, doing like, ah, he's over, he's fucking running like already two miles away. Like you're never going to see him again. Hmm. Um, stuff like that. Or he's across the river. And if you shoot him, you're going to have to cross the river. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. bring my circle. But, and then it's, I was talking to Colton about this and this is something it's weird growing up. Right. Is like, I look for like my dad and Gerald essentially because that's who I've gone hunting with forever. And the whole uh like yeah, like like permission essentially to shoot the deer that you would get from like you know, my dad or my uncle in that sense of like, yeah, if you want it, yeah, like go for it, take the shot, like, yeah, let's do it. Let's put our like let's put a game plan together, figure it out, you know. 
where with Colt, you know, because it's still like you're just like, well, should we? Do we want to? Ah, nah, okay. You know, stuff like that, and uh, just the the opportunity wasn't there. But I mean, I still had a great time because you're in eastern montana you're just in sagebrush country i know a lot of people's like it's ugly you can't do much with the land mm-hmm. but there's a certain beauty that i like and you know we talk about that with the american prairie reserve interview about the grasslands and i was like you know i really thought about that this last weekend because when you're out there you you know you're you're spending time you're having those conversations with each other talking about these things and and just looking at these things and like you think about like the the grasslands that this is the sagebrush that it is the way like we got stuck in a really bad snow drift and the reason is is because of the fields right it's the farm fields so that road that we're on like it just drifts over you just get these big snow drifts all over these fields and that road so you you get stuck whereas like you go to the sagebrushy stuff the roads out there are a lot better. I'm actually able to drive on worse condition roads essentially out there than I was on this one because of the way the drifts were because of the fields. And it's just interesting how you look at like that in that, that, that way that snow falls and the way the snow blows in a way is more, like, that's more natural versus like the drifts building up and taking care of it that way so that was that was interesting that one sucked because that was right at sunset and that's the best time to hunt yeah. <laughs> and like we just spent like a half hour like you know like you said what you take time to t- replace these things you know he got the shovel off the jeep and was shoveling us out and then we had some old man that it was kind of a really weird really weird situation this old man uh, they saw us get stuck in the snowdrift up on the hill and then they drove down to us and they were watching us for a while, like kind of at like a distance in their car. And then finally they saw like we were getting nowhere and drove over to us and we're like, yeah, we can tow you out. So he towed me back. Right. And then I got stuck in like the next snowdrift because like, he just was like, that should be good. And like, he drove away and then like, I got stuck in the next drift and I was like, fuck, like I can't do anything here. So he got us out of that one again, like came back around and towed us out. And I was just like, nah, man, I'm going to get go out the way I came in. Cause I know I can go out that way. And I did, and just wasted some time doing that. And just the way the old man handled that situation, like just, he didn't want to help, but he wanted to help. And he had two people in the car with him who were like, you know, they just stood like they stood there. They just stood and watched. And yeah, you, you it's weird because like we the next day helped a guy who got his truck stuck in the snow. Mm-hmm. And we had my traction boards and that that we like pull pop those right off the top of my car. And we're like, these will get to help you because in the truck and he cl- cr- crawled right out of the drift he was in. Um because they had just had another, there was a Jeep there helping him. Like they had a winch and they were trying to pull him out and it just wasn't working. And we, we stopped by, but like, even then, like those two guys were more friendly helping the, uh, like the people that we helped right there were more friendly And it. Like, I don't know if those guys in the red truck that helped us, if they were the new landowners essentially, because this, the property we were on at that point changed from uh, last year and i don't know if they were like because we're you're we're getting that all over montana those out-of-staters moving here and they are not true montanans in that sense they're not friendly they're not you know they won't uh, like help you on the side of the road they'll drive past you and it's like out there when you're out in the sticks out in the bush out in the brush whatever you call it like the nearest house is 10 miles in some cases that's just the nearest house the nearest town may be 20 miles and that town may just like have a fucking post office <laughs> and it's it's crazy and i mean it it, it like it, it's weird to see it, these places change cuz you know the old montana way in these small towns is going away and it's kind of sad to see um cuz you would walk into some of those bars or those stores or those just certain, you know, those services, you go into these small towns and encounter some pretty interesting, unique folk that were friendly in their unique ways. But it's like, 
it's just weird how like you can tell it's changing like you can tell the people who aren't from montana when you walk into these small towns like it's 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 really interesting how covid changed the world in that sense yeah i mean it is what it is though you know things evolve and change all the time whether it's good or bad it's still changing uh that's the only thing that's constant is change <laughs> no you're absolutely right and that's what's crazy. It's cool to see, you know, because it, it. I was talking to the like those guys when we were helping them out, and it was like, this is. I told them, I said, I've been hunting this place since two thousand seven, and just the like. I was like, this is the first time I've seen this much snow in November, right? Like for a long time in that area. Like I was like the drifts. Like I haven't encountered drifts this bad in a long time, um, just because we the way you know that was just the snowstorm the wet snowstorm how it hit early on in the season i saw um, buffalo this weekend the snow's real um <laughs> it is though it's yeah. crazy it's it's wild uh they move yeah they moved that football game to detroit because in which is crazy to me because it's like i thought buffalo like liked playing in the snow <laughs> you know like i thought yeah, that well there, but I it think was a it bad was more a logistics thing of clearing out that much snow. No, and that makes sense. They got dumped on, and yeah. it may, you know, it it that's what it is. I mean, the the like weather is changing. It's climate, you know, like hate it or not, you know, whatever side you're on, it's happening. It's noticeable. You're getting these severities. You're getting like you're going straight from summer to winter. And these falls and springs aren't aren't happening the way they should happen. It's fucking with wildlife. It's fucking with animals. Like, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know. We had, when we were camping, though, because we camped in the ice hut and had just my Ignic fire thing as well as my Mr. Buddy heater. Pro, they run on propane and keeping it warm on the inside because it did get down real fucking cold and windy. <laughs> like, you step out, like, for a second or even just open up the flap that tent just got ice cold and you're just like, Jesus Christ, close that. Or, uh, but we had, we had freaking three owls, three owls. Like one was up in the tree, just right above us. <laughs> there was one like right next, like a couple trees down kind of. And then there was a third one far away and they were just hooing all night at random times. So it wasn't like a consistent thing. So you just like wake up like, Oh fuck, like that owl's hooing again. Oh, who? Exactly. Just like, <laughs> and you're like, fuck. But I'm willing to bet one of them was Woodsy the owl. I, you know, and he was probably saying, Colton, Zach, give a hoot, don't pollute. And we hey, up after ourselves. But uh, it was cool. And then to hear the coyotes and stuff howling at night, you know, the puppies, the, you know, like, nice. It was cool. It was, it was, I was the first time I have camped while hunting and I'm you know that ice hut it's real easy man to pop it up and just get a propane heater in there and just be like all right go to bed that's kind of nice yeah so that was that was really cool to do so I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again but I feel like I need a good quality net well, you know what, Reverend, I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana, and we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGARU10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGARU. RUGARU10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. You're going to get some discount on a blue ribbon net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. 
Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, he has a really cool Buffalo Mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell Tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. Uh, moving right along because it's just easy to do it. Um, cool shit in nature. We got a couple of them this week. I love the segment, so we're just jumping right in. I got a picture and a video. Uh, I think these are these these cool shit in nature. I think something you do just because like it's like weekly. Like you're like I need to. These are two videos I I really need to talk about and share with others. Like I need to I need to give them their moment of fame. Yeah, I mean mostly like literally how I find these is just. Uh, like I have my like little boredom time where you're just f scrolling through your phone oh. and then I, I find the videos and all that. Um, it's either that or, uh, you know, really gruesome injury videos uh, have a ton, a ton of those. Um, but no, <laughs> this week, um, picture and video, like I said, um, and the the picture, you know, it's it's just more about the place where this oh. is which is uh it's bhutan which uh is kind of a interesting it's one of the very few like truly like truly landlocked like no lakes no rivers no nothing for the border around it and uh they used to actually not allow tourism for like the longest time to this country oh. um but now it's in limited and it's known for these kind of uh, buildings and i this is would be a really cool place to go visit yeah and for for our for those of you not watching on youtube or on the spotify video uh for our itunes and spotify and wherever else you get your podcasters uh just listening it's a really beautiful ornate uh, bhutanese looking building on the side of a cliff that overlooks the mountains and it's just <clears throat> and it says hike i think on the picture it says hike to hike up to and above tiger's nest yeah uh, Bhutan, and that's a beautiful um beautiful view i mean this is the photo in the next photo there's two photos here and mm -hmm. it's it it's from above um i wonder if some of those like you say it's a landlocked state um, if that was part of part of like a defense or a wall, sort of like looking out, seeing who is coming into the country, those type of structures, because you do see like military structures or fire structures built like that. And maybe yeah. I mean, it's the country is like basically on the Himalayas, if not all of it is. So it could just be um, a dream of surviving in this area. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I really, we need to go. We need to go wandering ways, Himalayas. To be honest with you, and so we need to. We need to figure out the. Well, I don't think we can get there now, but like taking Alaska over to Russia in, in the big old off-road vehicle that we make for the wandering ways crew, and just <laughs> you know, I was like Colt, and I was talking to him. I said, "We're going to take that. We're going to build something like that. We're going to take it down to South America and take it to Antarctica one day." He goes, how you're not driving to Antarctica? I'm like, you put it on a boat at the tip of South uh, America and you get there. You obviously you're not driving. Like, yeah, there's um, I there's a, a, a Instagram that I follow, and I think it's it's called like exp. I'm gonna look it up real quick. It's like expedition, um, 
expeditionearth.live. Um, and it's this couple, and they have a adventure vehicle that they've been just taking all over the world. And a lot of times they have to ship it via a boat places. Mm. Um, it's a wild one. If you uh, if you are looking for a good uh, Instagram to follow, that's that's one where I would start. Um, but no, moving on to the video. Uh, the video uh, kind of goes, you know, it's uh, it's a leopard, oh, and a wildebeest. Um, so classic Mark animal attacking animal video. Exactly. Boom! Put her on the ground. Yeah, I mean, this leopard really puts in a lot of work. Oh, hell yeah. It's hanging from this wildebeest. This wildebeest is fighting for its life. Yeah, and this leopard's hanging on, too. Like, so really impressive. You're against football, but for this. This is nature. This is natural. (laughs) Yeah, people are supposed to, things in nature are supposed to beat each other up and give each other CTE. Look, that, that, that wildebeest survives. It could have CTE. No. <laughs> Which I mean saying oh. it has CTE is not understanding the term CTE, what the C in CTE is. Which, right. Spoiler alert is called chronic, which means multiples. <laughs> right. No, but that wildebeest goes down. I like that at the end there, though, that warthog that kind of walked in the background, yeah. like, oh hey, what's up? He's kind of like, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You're good. You're good on dinner. All right. I'll see you later. <laughs> no, but I think now, right now it's time for the juice, the juicy fruit, the halftime show, the report, the crater lake. Um, yeah. Break- We're breaking down the great national park of crater lake national park uh, right in my back door basically or i guess uh more out my front door if you go out the front door you're going heading towards crater lake if you go out the back door you're heading towards the coast so it's more the front door (laughs) exactly and you know i i think i've never actually been there but you've been there enough like you said it's in your backyard front yard well you don't really have a yard true so it's cool it's cool but some people like to say and this is from our subpar books here it's just something to look at and leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, I no, I I don't I don't believe that. Um, I definitely do see where they get that. Um, which makes that Yelp review really, really funny because you I, understand it. Um, well, but no, I don't think so. I think there's a lot more to this. And I'm gonna start with just how to actually get there. Um, you know, best way, biggest cities that are around it is actually probably Medford, uh, <laughs> where I live. <laughs> that right. is probably the biggest city, um, that is closest to it. Next one's probably Bend. I think Bend might be the next. Uh, that's a good hub. Um, but Medford's not bad if you need to fly, if you want to fly out to see crater lake you can fly into medford um it's a good hub to get out to good old crater lake it's only like an hour drive um here from medford maybe hour and a half um but no more than two for sure um but once you get there you know things to do like all the classic parks um there's the hiking um you know being out in nature and there's looking at the beautiful Crater Lake, which is America's deepest lake. Um, and also, it cracks the top 10 in the world. Nine, number nine, as they say, looking fine. But you know what it also is top 10 in? Huh? Well, it's actually top five here. Ooh. Coming in at number five, Crater Lake was the fifth national park. Oh, I didn't realize it was that early in the game. I yeah, I I thought it would ca- catch you off guard. Yeah, I didn't realize it'd be that early in the game. Uh, I would have, I would have figured, I would have guessed top twenty. 
I would have figured it would have came in in the 20. Um, but um, and I wouldn't have necessarily been surprised if he said it was like around 10 as well. Um, right. but for it to be in the true five, um, that's right. uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of impressive. Um, when you talk about the lake being deep, um, kind of the iconic shape of the lake. Uh, the views you get, the experience you get, because it is a Cascade Mountain, essentially, um, that blew up. It was a volcano that blew up and created this lake. And you get just some cool winter storms up there. You get, you know, the four seasons. It looks beautiful in. Um, yeah, I've uh, it's, <laughs> it's definitely cool. I've never been in the winter. Um, would kind of like to go when there's snow. Um, you know, you're limited in your activities when there's snow, but it's supposedly very, very pretty um, when it's snowy. Um, you can go snowshoeing, though. Um, so that's always a huge plus uh, to go. Um, I Hiking's kind of the big one, the big ticket item to do. The PCT runs right along it. Um, so, you know, hiking is the name of the game. Beautiful scenic drive. Uh, you can do... You can bike the rim. You know, that is the first national park that I took my bike into. I went to my second one this last weekend. Uh, I did the whole, and it's, uh, you know, like 35 miles all the way around. So, it, you know, you drive it, make a bunch of stops. You can make a day of it. You can and go. There's, there's viewpoints, right? Yeah, oh, a ton of viewpoints. Um, and then there's like different spots you can stop to do like a small hike. There's one small hike that goes down to the water. Um, you know, you can take a boat to Wizard Island, which is, you know, the little island there in Crater Lake. Um, and then I think you can go to the top of that little um, island thing. You can hike it. There's like fire outlooks you can go hike to, you know, so there's tons of like small, small hikes. Uh, the back country is kind of limited when you're going to this park, but there is still some back country. Um, in reality, most of the back country that people are doing is those PC tiers that are just kind of wandering through um, their way there. They're kind of hitting up the back country sites, if anything. What, uh, what, surrounds the park i guess like public land state land kind of that or is it kind of alone is kind of its own thing no or no there's there's other stuff around it you know there's diamond lake which is like literally just north of it um there's national forest all that kind of i mean you know there's a reason why the pct kind of runs through it you're out there um, there's other Cascade Mountains, uh, Mount McLaughlin's fairly close to it. So, you know, it, it, it's Crater Lake is alone in a sense, but you know, it's got other things that are close by that you can go and check out. Uh, Diamond Lake is probably the most common one. Um, that's probably a little bit more resort or, not resorty, but more of that touristy kind of like uh, traditional kind of like, oh, we're going to the lake for a week type of um, place. Whereas Crater Lake isn't necessarily the place you go for a whole week. It's probably just a nice weekend where you go like one, two days max. And, and yeah, that's what you're recommending. 24, 48 hours in the park. Yeah. Um, you really get your, you know. Yeah, get get a whole bunch of hikes in, uh, get some biking in, um, check out the visitor center. You know, there's only there's only two visitor centers there. There's like one kind of below it, which is like the main one. Uh, and then there's one up at the rim, um, which is uh, it's pretty decent size. In reality, they have a nice little spot there. Uh, they got a little trolley thing that will go around the park so you can. Hop aboard that, get your uh, your your tour in, all that fun stuff. Um, there's, you know, kind of the rim village there. There's decent stuff to do. Um, nice. The my secrets to the national park book. The local intelligence. Um, they're talking about the depth of the crater, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
right here it says the vast depth of the crater is truly impressive as it as is the total lake volume more than five trillion gallons of water um it's the qu quality of that water though that truly astounds the inky blue liquid is among the clearest wa lake water on the planet the test for water clarity involves lowering a black and white disc into the lake and recording the depth at which the disc is no longer visible from the surface crater lake in crater lake a disc was once submerged more than 143 feet before it was lost from sight and the average clarity of the lake approaches 115 feet in comparison lake tahoe another remarkably deep pristine lake in north america boasts a clarity level of just 70 feet on average damn that's actually really impressive <laughs> Yeah, there's so only two places I mean, which you can get to the water. Um, and it's if you're doing the little boat tour, and then there's like a hike kind of on the opposite side of the uh rim village. So if you had literally go like directly across from the rim village, you'll hit the hike. Uh, that one's only open half the year though because they close the east side of the rim drive in the winter. Well, it's dangerous. I mean, it, you get a lot of snow in the Cascades. That wet snow yeah. builds up, packs up real crazy. Um, so if you are driving, yeah, bring chains in the winter too. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. You got to make uh, no, sure I, you have the right vehicle to go there in the winter. I think it's worth it to go, though. Uh, go snowshoeing, check it out. Um, just, you know, I don't know, build a snowman, have have snowball fight, maybe do, I don't know, some sledding. Yeah, and some steaks in bear country and to top it off. There's no bears in the winter. You know, that's something though. The bearing there are though. They're they're asleep. <laughs> they don't though. They don't. The hibernation is we've been taught the wrong thing. They like they're just lazy in the winter. They're super freaking lazy. They might not leave their den for like five days, which is crazy to think because bear dens are like some of them are just like big enough for the bear to like lay in yeah like they're, like it's just like they're not that big no they're weird. not weird animal but you know they're just oh, like that heart rate low and doing their thing well it's a beautiful park i you know i really need to get down there you know I, I hear you right now i hear it in your voice of like this winter we need to go snowshoeing here so i guess christmas time i gotta come out to oregon so we can go snowshoeing in crater uh you know can't do it this christmas as i'm not going to be in the state of oregon for christmas but um definitely do think um uh, this is a good spot to go for um for winter activities you know you're driving in snow kind of limited uh, for the most part, because, you know, you can you can get around Oregon pretty good without hitting snow. And then the only, you'll only have, you know, however long you're in the park or around close to the park when the snow really kicks in. And depending on how they do in the roads, you can get pretty good with uh, limited snow activity. Well, let's make something happen that's all i got <laughs> that's all i gotta say i gotta i'm mad that this is one of those parks that like i've gone to oregon my entire life like i'm all we've every year i've been in oregon my entire life and i've never been to crater and i don't know why like my grandparents even had a cabin down in crescent lake which is another beautiful lake in the cascades but never went to crater and i'm like i need to get i I need to go. This guy, he's never been. He's probably I mean, never been to Lassen either. No, I haven't. And I need I need to, man. I we we need we need to. Uh, I'm gonna get into the animals here at the park just because that's always fun. Um, but really mostly the mammals. Um, they do have bears, Mark. Oh, they're, I know they, they have are, bears, are, are but 40... they're not they're not there in the winter. <laughs> I know. There are 41 known black bears in the park with females outnumbering the males. Their words, not mine. They got those little pika, which are they're fun to watch. Those little little mouse pika, they're fun to watch run around. Um, bats. Uh, looks like they have some deer. 
Um, I don't know. Oh, elk. As they well. got all Mount the Lion. all the classic Cascade animals. Um, so they say wolves occasionally cross over the park boundary, but none are known to like live there. Oh, uh, you know, you never know. But aren't they? They are starting to reintroduce wolves in the Cascades. I believe that is something they saw the success of Yellowstone and what that did, and I think they're trying to. I think it's more north north cascades. Um, although you know what they are trying to reintroduce soon to the cascades? Uh good old grizzly bears. I did see that and I'm on board. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see kind of how that goes. Um, but yeah, you know, this is this is kind of a great weekend hike. Um, this is a great park or weekend park, not weekend hike. Um, it's a great park to double up or triple up, depending on how uh, your travels are. Well, it's not large in reality. It's, it's you know, you're going to see America's deepest lake. That's really a big part of it. It's a volcano that went <laughs> and, like, left its top, and you're checking that out, like, it's cool. It's you're in the mountains. You're getting that vibe. Like, it's a beautiful place, and that's what your national parks are. And they're places like this that do need to be protected. And it's just perfection, and we need yeah. to keep it that way. I mean, it is very, very. <laughs> it's a very, very cool place. Um, you know, not far from Lassen. Uh, you know, I think, I think in reality like Lassen might be four, maybe five hours away. And the Redwoods probably about the same, right? The Redwoods you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So um, Lassen might even be closer than that. Um, but well, then you got the Oregon coast. Which yeah, is yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff to partner this park up with. Um, but again, it's a great one to spend like one whole day or like one, one, two half days there, um, get in some good, uh, hikes, uh, go down, touch the water. It's very cold water. Um, <laughs> go jump in the water, all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, I think wandering ways recommendation, this would be a like, a cluster park you know when you yeah. when you when you look at like the way the wanderers like travel the way you and i like to travel this is one of those parks where it's like to get the bang out of your buck out of your travel season you're going to want to partner it up yeah and i mean we've done the the cluster series of lassen redwoods and crater so uh if you are curious of how to do a cluster go check out that episode um but yeah that's just if you're trying to get a lot out of it maybe you're coming to visit from somewhere um you know maybe you're an east coaster trying to get some west coast parks in um then this is a good one to a good area to knock out a few of them and fly into good old medford and then go check out the crater lake uh lass and redwood um connection there Right. But no. You could okay. also make it just yourself for the weekend, have a good like if you had a weekend off and you happen to be in like Portland, maybe even Seattle area, if you're in Sacramento, you're in Reno, and you want to make just a weekend kind of a long weekend, this is a good place to do that too. Yeah. I mean you have the lodge there, the campgrounds, all the fun stuff and all the stuff around the park that make it fun to make your vacation what you want it to you know like i i i want to now just because i'm i've talked about this before but like that lodge is one of those lodges that like i would like to stay at it it'd be a good one uh i'm willing to bet there's some good views um but yeah so crater lake it's a great place uh that's go hike it bike it go in the winter check it out snowshoe it do the scenic drive. It's a great weekend getaway. You see the ninth deepest lake in the world. Uh, you see America's deepest lake. Um, all of that fun stuff in 
Crater Lake itself. There's some, honestly, some great hikes there. Mount Scott's a good one uh, if you're looking for the highest point. Um, but that being said, we are running out of time today, so we're just going to close it up with our final words. So, final words, my guy. Well, Mark, it's, it's that time. It's been a great episode. We want to thank the Wanderers for hanging on this long, um, learning about Crater Lake, you know, making sure you guys are checking it off your national parks lists of parks to go to, because that's always something fun to do, as Mark checked off one and two for his biking in national parks. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a three or four coming soon and then a five, six, seven. So just you got to start somewhere and you got to find that place to start if you want to, you know, accomplish something, do something. Mark, right there, you got the parks, you got something going. You're going to accomplish something one day and you're going to get those bikes touching, touching ground and all those parks. And our wanderers need to do the same. You guys need to get out there. You can go explore these parks and see these parks and have fun in them and enjoy them and go make memories and go, you know, help somebody out and just be a good person, you know, just be good. All right. That's all I got for you. Reverend's final words of wisdom. Stay beautiful, everybody. I can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you. Um, but yeah, go out, check out some more parks, uh, Crater Lake. It's a good one. Redwoods. It's a good one. Yellowstone's a good one. Glacier's a good one. In fact, spoiler alert, they're all pretty good. So they're all <laughs> good ones. Um, but yeah, go outside, start doing a thing, accomplish something, whether it's small. Momentum is key, right? Newton has a law and object in motion stays in motion. So if you start, it just keeps on going. Um, but with that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.